DC is fucking up. They keep fucking up the, over and over again. They just keep fucking up. Please tell me how this is going to get out of the morass of shittiness. So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. of this moment the force is strong make ten men feel like a hundred we'll take the next chance and the next you're rebels on you You called it Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, if you're joining us tonight, you picked an excellent night to join because I'm here with one of the people I love talking with most, Alistair Leith from Australia, friend of Brit Girl, uh, or Brit Girl's friends of his. I don't know. That's a chicken and the egg question for later. <laughs> Two of my most favorite people, though, who I love talking talking to it's been a little while alistair's got a new brand he's got all sorts of new projects but first of all alistair it's great to have you back and welcome thank you i'm so excited to finally be back yes yes i i am not lying when i specifically get requests for both you and brick Earl on my on my show i mean more, really oh yeah way more than the americans uh, in, no i mean way. yeah the american my american audience wants you and Brittany on the show Oh, thanks, Bizzlecast listeners. And I have contributors who like want to do podcasts with you guys as well. It should be very difficult to set up, but flattering nonetheless. So there you go. Nice. So, um, Exciting. Yeah, so Alistair's here. He's rocking a new brand. He is also yes. a video game nerd like I am, even though we've never talked about it before. And so Alistair and I are actually going to talk video games to start out because there's so much amazingness, craziness, and interesting stuff going on in the video game world right now. Uh, we're also going to do a major DC update on television and film because that is what is closest to Alistair's heart. And along with Brittany and my contributor, Maddie G, my main sources of DC information and what is news and what is fake news. And as we will talk about <laughs> later, I, there was even a piece of fake news that I didn't know about that Alistair dispelled. Uh, and we're, we're going to talk about this whole, this whole situation. But first of all, Alistair, tell us about your brand and, and what you're mostly up to these days. Um, so, no stream is still happening, um, but we basically turned it into like an umbrella kind of thing rather than a business. Um, so, basically, Brit has brick girl um and then i've made my own brand which is lethal so it's basically my surname l-e-i-t-h with an a-l on the end um so basically my focus is movies games um reviews news um yeah so it's been pretty pretty exciting to kind of change to do something for myself that's all kind of reliant on me, <laughs> which has been fun, but plenty of collabs with Brit Girl, obviously plenty of collaborations with you and the amazing Bizzlecast. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun and a lot of hard work, but, yeah, getting there. 
Yeah, in case in case you're just not clear, Bizzlecast listeners, Alistair and I are not pulling our talons out of Brickerl anytime soon as long as we can no, help it. No, <laughs> that poor girl is stuck yeah. with me for life, whether she likes it or not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we just spent... Yeah. We just spent a weekend in an Airbnb together in Brisbane City. Oh, um, yeah. Tell the, sweaty, the, tease the, tease sweaty, the uh, yeah, go ahead. Sweaty, smelly, mm-hmm. long hours, bottles of wine, cheese platters, fights, tears, drama. And that was just us at the Airbnb. <laughs> that wasn't even at the con. Um, <laughs> she's a very patient woman. She now mm-hmm. can tell when I've had enough. Mm-hmm. And I just want to go home and drink some wine. And she's really good at picking up on that. And just for that, I will love her forever. But, which, yeah, no, we had a lot of fun. Well, which is amazing because I don't know you well enough to say this a thousand percent surety, but I'm pretty sure when you and I were her age, we were partying much more than she does normally. Oh, my gosh. She, so the first night, <laughs> and she's going to kill me for saying this. So the first night we bought... So we bought one bottle of wine mm. and then I was like, no, honey, that's not no, enough. We need uh-uh. you. Mm-mm. And she's never like made a cheese platter herself before. So I had to go through and show her <laughs> you need three different kinds of cheeses. They can't all be the same. They need to be different tones and you need to get like the right kind of crackers and fruit and mm-hmm. make, her, make sure it all looks good. So she was like, oh, my God, this is blowing my mind. And I'm like, oh, honey, <laughs> I keep forgetting how young you are. And um. <laughs> Yeah, and then the second night, she's like, I'm not drinking any wine tonight because the first night we were in bed at like 8 o'clock. I was passed out from wine. Um, And, yeah, and then the second night, I kind of gave her a nudge, nudge, and a come on, have some more wine. And so she had some. And, yeah, poor little girl. I, and uh, Bizzlecast listeners, I uh, I mean, this podcast is about Alistair, and we've got so much to talk about. But I do want to say, because I have had people ask me, you know, where the Brick Girl podcasts... Brick Girl and I did record an amazing podcast about a month ago, but it was extremely political, and she held... Her- she she carried herself so well. I, I didn't realize till later. I, I was such a deep dive into American politics. It's not really fair to put you or her into that position. Uh, and while we had an amazing conversation, it was you know ultimately it got, it got like extremely extremely political. And uh, so Brickle is going to be coming a- back soon to talk a lot of the same topics, but with, with with less of me being on my fucking high horse. Go ahead. <laughs> I think it's more just like a culture thing. Yeah. So. In, oh, and by in the way, really quickly, I'll say, really quick, yeah. it wasn't me and her disagreeing on literally anything. It was me yeah. assuming she knew stuff that wasn't affair for her to know because yeah. our, our country is so fucked up. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Like, we over here, like, politics is not something we talk about that much yeah. unless you're, like, super, like, into it and it's your thing. But it's not something that, you know, the general population knows a lot about or really, to be honest, cares about. Because as I'm sure you already know, we're pretty laid back. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and what, you know, what, 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 what didn't translate to me initially, and then I realized yeah. how far off the reservation I was going, is that your right wing is like middle of the road in America. <laughs> so. The, the level of extreme. Um, I'm sure you guys have extremism there, but yeah, we've just yeah. got a new prime minister, which uh-huh. is like the, you know, e- equivalent of your president. Yes, 
and he is a hardcore happy clapper Christian okay. who's already started changing LGBT laws. Oh, really? Oh, and fuck. it's going to be an interesting... There's no way he's going to get... He only got in because the guy who was there before, mm-hmm. they basically pushed him out. Um, his party pushed him out because he pushed marriage equality and got it through mm-hmm. and was basically, and that's the opposite of what that party wants. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Sounds yeah, it's familiar. been all kinds of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Here, so, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you and I can definitely have this discussion, but I don't want to right now because I'm just happy yeah, you no, watching no. our president fall apart into pieces slowly and can painfully. Can I just say, please, just before we yeah, please go <laughs> that footage, I've watched several times. I don't know if you've seen it, but yesterday when um, Trump went to the UN, oh yes. and was yeah, yeah. bragging, and everyone <laughs> laughed. I it just gave me so much joy yeah. to know mm-hmm. <laughs> that he finally may see that everyone else thinks he's an idiot. But this is why I love Barack Obama. I love Barack Obama for so many reasons. One is he bought us goodwill from the rest of the world, meaning everyone's angry at us right now for electing Donald Trump, and they should be. But the fact that mm-hmm. like most of the world seems to be able to separate the fact that most of us hate Trump, even though he's president, is not something that would have been happened right after the Bush administration. But because of Obama, that we could have elected someone like Obama and let him have you know a, a great eight-year term, this goodwill won't last forever. But if we can get some new people in office, is he bought us enough goodwill i think it seems like them laughing at trump it would have been something insulting to any american a few years back but now most people even some trump supporters are super embarrassed by that you know so it's uh it it is interesting we'll have to see what you know we've got these the midterm elections as they call them this fall where it's the senate and the congress like the truly important people and the democrats are supposed to sweep the problem alistair is the left can get power after the horrible right does some stuff but keeping power is not in our wheelhouse unfortunately because the left is defined by its diversity i mean the right is all white people in middle america and we are everybody else so yeah and what happens is and this was what came up in the brick girl discussion i I don't want to go too much into it is that we get in these debates within the liberal party of like oh you're liberal but you don't respect gay people enough so we're going to go at each other or like you know there's a hypocrisy within the liberal party about women and and people of color which is completely Completely true, but we spend so much time focusing on that, and the right wing is just sitting over there going, "Excellent, yes, excellent." I think everyone, everyone is just so angry yes. on both sides. I'm not. There's no yeah. like, there's no like conversation. Mm-hmm. And sorry, but I do watch the View, so a lot of my, sure. a lot of my, um, you know, views great. Information comes from Whoopi, who I love so much. American and, treasure, one of the most important oh my God. 50 to 100 Americans of all time. I, I wish she would like, I want to claim her as ours because I just love her and her brain so much. Yeah. And dude, she loved Battlestar she Galactica, man. So. They would have the Battlestar Galactica, oh, really? Edward James Olmos and Mary McDonald, that she'd have them on the view because she's such a sci fi nerd. I love her on top of everything. It's great. She's just so smart, and so, oh, yeah. she should be freaking president. Anyway. Yeah, well, that's um, why she gave her last name Goldberg. She goes, I'm black as shit, but if I get my name Goldberg, Jews run Hollywood. Boom. 
<laughs> Joke, people. Okay, if you're with me this long, you know where that's going. Um, all right, Alistair. Video games. Yeah. Let's focus on the important thing in life, which is video games. So yeah. we're around the same age, but we grew up in different yeah. societies. Um, yes. And, you know, so I don't want to assume anything. So cool. without going into, you know, the yes, full okay. life. Yes, you can stop asking, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so you like life is strange or you don't no, no i actually hate it yeah i know yeah i actually i, I expected it. you to say that let's save it let's save that i expected you to hate it and, I, okay. and I, I want to talk about it i don't like the new one i do love the originals though but anyways my, my point is Sorry. i grew up on computers my parents would not let yeah. me have consoles we could play at our friend's house and they said you can play computer games like literally hours of computer games but you have to learn how to use it and like i was you know programming and building my own computers from a young age i was playing a ton of computer games and let's be honest alistair until the early 2000s consoles had like none of the actually great games like if you wanted to play doom or quake computer if you want well i'm just saying hold on hold on from a technological standpoint technological standpoint if you wanted to play the classic shooters doom or quake you know, I had to play it on PC. If you, I'm talking about just genres. You want to play point-and-click adventure games like Life is Strange or Myst or King's Quest or Monkey Island or Sam and Max. Got to get Day a PC. Day of the Tentacle. Day, Day of, of the, the Tentacle. tentacle. All, those are all Lucas Arts games. Uh, Full Throttle, yeah. uh, Grim Fandango. Those Can are I, all Lucas. All Lucas do yeah. you want a funny, yes. a funny derpy Go. fact? Is yeah. this like? Am I allowed to be dirty? <laughs> of course. I have an explicit okay. warning, which for a while I was con- <laughs> attributing to not getting as many downloads as I thought I should be getting. I was like, should I okay. take off it, the, the E on my thing? But it's not really... I, I want to cover my ass legally. So yes, you yeah. can literally okay. say anything. So Full Throttle I played as a very, very early teenager. And um, I have a remaster Full Throttle was the first game where I was actually, like, physically attracted to the main character. Oh, interesting. And it's where I started my love (laughs) of, like, leather jackets and Uh everything and, like, the five o'clock shadow and that whole thing Mm -hmm. and that whole, like, really, like, biker, masculine, I'm attracted to damn thing. Like, crazy. I actually don't think I've ever said that out loud before. He's hot. He looks like Oscar Isaac on steroids. Oh, yes. That is it. Yeah. One day you'll realize you're meant to be with me. (laughs) That little lip bite that he does, Poe Dameron. Um, But, uh, yeah. Even in cartoon form, Uh he's hot. And I'm sure we'll get uh-huh. into this later, but no, Star Wars no, no, no. Really- that's great. That's great. I was wondering if you could so, guess my um, my uh, computer, my video game waifu, and I will say she's a character uh, appeared in numerous games in this series, and is in the last um, eight years. Series. Tomb Raider. Mm-mm, no, Lara Damn Croft it. is way too English for me. Okay, I don't know but i love janursa i love mischief mischievous uh adventure seeking chicks with attitude in a british accent maybe a little chloe frazier from uh uncharted oh, okay from uncharted cool. 2 by the way when she was a bad guy yeah. for for a lot of it love chloe frazier from uncharted yeah. 2 i love the waifu thing i i think it's a way of openly acknowledging it it makes it less weird um oh really 
But yeah, well, but I mean, and, and fucking, we have cosplayers and furries. I mean, what's what's off limits yeah. at this point? You know, like <laughs> I think thinking Ahsoka Tano is hot is like not that big of a deal these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just backing yeah. you up. He's super hot. I love the art from Full Throttle. It's the same people. Yeah. It was Lucas Arts. I mean, uh, sorry. Yeah. Star Wars hater. Yeah, like, it's all Lucas. Like, yeah, Monkey like, Island. They were Full my, Throttle. Like as a teenager, they were my. Um, video game heroes. Indiana Jones. Um, I remember my my dad got this um, present from one of his geek friends for Christmas, and it was this CD-ROM pack, and it had <sighs> Dave the Tentacle, Sam and Max Hit the Road, <laughs> Full Throttle, The Dig, um, the Indiana Jones game they did. I can't remember the name yeah, of it. Yeah, the Fate of Atlantis. Yep. That's it. Um, I have that. I own and, that on my computer. I own it. <laughs> uh, and... Like I would just devour these games. And the day that I found Mm -hmm. um, the hack in Day of the Tentacle where you go to the computer and you can play the original Maniac Mansion was like one of the best days of my life. I played the original Maniac Mansion. I'm so old. That was one of the first games I ever played. Yeah. That's all I really played on the computer growing up. Okay. Okay. All right. So screw guys. Doom with the Simpsons mod was all I was allowed to play. <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers that. It was hilarious. The fact that there was a mod involved in parental guidance, just that whole thing is funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, guys, forget everything I said before about me and Alistair having any differences other than our sexuality whatsoever. Although, I can talk hot guys with the best of them. To me, yeah. dude, Full Throttle, dude, was too steroided for me. I'm more into, like... <laughs> um, I mean, obviously Nathan Drake, you know, but oh, I would say I'm more forever. into Joel like, from The Last of Us. That would be like the guy maybe I'd be into. Not when he's being mean. <laughs> or, um, yeah, I don't know. Don't you think there's been a great mix, though, of super awesome uh, female heroines, at least in the recent years, mixed in? I mean, just between Aloy yeah. and the ongoing Lara Croft, it's never as much as I want. And the fact that God of War gets so much worship, even though I think <laughs> Horizon's a better game, um, it, it's been it's been Whoa. getting better. Ouch. I think. I mean, I that's like comparing you, no, no, no. Empire Strikes we're, Back we're, to Return saying, of the Jedi. That's like, that's like it. That's like an A plus versus an A plus <laughs> plus. With Horizon, it's not a diss. For me, like, I think people think God of War is a better game because the expectations for God of War were just hack and slash, same old, same old. I don't agree. So, I think the surprise. <laughs> of having a quality story game probably is what's feeding into so the blessing of low expectations please i don't even think you can put those two games in the same category because they're two different kettles of fish that's that's not really my point first of all god of war is not open world so true true although i think what makes horizons open world great is I never spent five or ten minutes doing stuff I didn't want to do in the open world, which is what normally yeah. happens at 95% of these games, including franchises I used to love, like Dragon Age, but I don't love Dragon Age Inquisition, including franchises I keep wanting to love, like Assassin's Creed, but it like never Inquisition? hits. You didn't like Inquisition? Hang no. on. You didn't like Dragon Age Inquisition? No. 
Mm-mm. Oh my god, you need to go back and play it because it took me a while to get into it. But once you get into it, it is amazing. I think I think, I'm there starting is to think like, Bioware is overrated. Honestly, this, and, and this is the guy. By the way, line. well, hold on. This is the guy who put fifty three hours or fifty five hours into Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay, so well, that's <laughs> that was a good game. That see, that's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the, the overhyped like Dragon Age Inquisition wins Game of the Year almost by default. No offense, but it, you know, normal years that wouldn't be that wouldn't be Game of the Year. Everyone hated I, Andromeda as soon as they patched it. It was a fucking great game. Uh, Mass Effect Three is a disaster. Dragon Age Two is a disaster. Well, so Mass Effect Three was Sorry, my first Mass Effect game. Yeah. So I'm always going to have a soft spot in my heart for it. And I, it was my introduction to the franchise. So it's I'm always going to love it's it. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's a little choppy. I wish the thing is if they remastered the mass effect, I would pay $40. If they did a serious upgraded remaster to the mass effect trilogy to the PS4, I would definitely drop 40 bucks for that easily, <laughs> easily. <laughs> and I played through mass effect two, probably three times before. Um, but, uh, but anyways, okay, hold on, hold on, circle back, circle back. I got us on this far tangent. Okay. So you are very familiar with computer games and console games. So let's just yeah. open up the floor. That's, that's, that was my early prying as to your childhood was specifically just what kind of games you were playing. You were clearly playing but, uh, all the kinds of games. Yeah. yeah. Mainly Sega. Like we were a Sega household. So we had the first console I remember getting was the Atari and I remember my dad trying to show me how to play it. I was really young. Um, and I didn't really get into it. It wasn't until we got the Sega Master System, it was called here. And Alex the Kid built in Sonic the Hedgehog, like, changed my world. <laughs> um, and I've pretty much been, and we, like, got all the new Sega consoles as they came out and then switched to PlayStation um, when we were teenagers. Okay, so you know of what you speak. So let's do this, man. Let's do this. There's so many great games that right. have come out. By the way, it's great to have it you is. on because my uh, my um, my main video game podcast, the Awkward Controllers, two much much younger guys, um, guys I tutored and are like family friends. Uh, one of them, you know, likes likes all this. But 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 the main guy, Ethan, uh, who I've known for a bunch of years, he loves shitting on Sony, and he's just got nothing these days. I mean, Sony, yep. Sony's so great that dominating. Spider Man isn't even a headline, even though it's probably sold twenty million units. It's not even a headline in the mainstream press. You know what I mean? Like, it's absolutely crazy. So here's what I'm gonna propose, Alistair, because I know, I think all I know right. most of the games you've played. In the recent okay. months, and guys, so this will be mostly console, but maybe some computer games as well, some PC games. And I want you to give a thumbs up, thumbs down, and and tell me why. And then the follow up question: If you disagree with sort of the majority, which I think you and I, following the video game press, will know kind of what the common thought is. For example, which, yeah. for example, God of War, the common thought is it's amazing, probably going to win Game of the Year. Um, and so we would argue against that. Does that sound well, okay? Yeah, oh. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, hold on, hold on. We'll I don't we'll, know if it will. Yeah, we'll get there. Honest. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. All right. You ready? I'm, I'm going to throw this out to you based on games I know that you played, that I'm familiar with, and that I think is interesting to the audience. Um, and I'm not going to start with Spider-Man because, you know, you got to use the carrot and not the stick as a podcaster. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So, um, yeah. here we go. Sea of Thieves. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I'm kind of entrapping you right from the beginning. <laughs> I loved it. I had so much fun with it. Um, I don't have many friends on Xbox, um, mm-hmm. but I do have one friend who has his own gaming channel, and it's called Uncle Chunt. And he's such a great guy, and I've spent many hours with him just together, headsets on, playing the crap out of that game. And it was so much fun. The updates that they're delivering now are free Mm -hmm. and they're just expanding the world and expanding the story. And I really think it's not Game of the Year material. Expanding the story? There is a story to expand upon? There is, yes. Okay. All right. Um, So, a new pack is, a new story pack dropped literally yesterday. There's one due out in late October and the next one is December. And that's just this year. So... I know at launch it was a bit rough, <laughs> um, but it was still fun. And now that all this is like continuing on, I think not game of the year, but a solid experience if uh-huh. you're looking for a multiplayer mm-hmm. thing that's not Fortnite okay. or PUBG. So I don't want you to take this the wrong and way. That's what I'm looking for. Don't take this the wrong way. So th- the only thing worse than getting shit on is. Getting shit on indirectly by something superior to you getting shit on, thus the shit rolls down the hill to you. And what I'm saying is, Destiny 2 is destroyed, is is criticized and hated at various points as Destiny 2 has been. In this country, Destiny 2 is made things like Sea of Thieves completely irrelevant. I'm not even talking about Fortnite and games like that. I'm just talking about looter shooters, you know, more for hardcore gamers. Um, I just don't hear about it, man. I have nothing against it. I don't have an Xbox. I haven't played it. I have seen some streamers. It is cool, the pirate idea. I can only go based on, again, listening to Tation Schreier from Kotaku's podcast, Alana Pierce. Did you hear my Alana Pierce story, by the way? Did you listen to that? Did I send you that? No, I haven't, no. <laughs> Do you, do you want to know my line of Pierce? It's not like anything that personal, but it's a pretty hilarious okay. social media commentary. So, All right. you know who Alana Pierce is, right? Of course. Okay. So, Alana Pierce is like a sexy up-and-coming video games host, journalist, reporter, who's actually awesome and really smart and cool uh, from Australia, and she's now in the States. She's doing fucking documentary films with Noclip, which is my favorite video game documentary film company. They do free uh, documentaries of video games of all the best ones. Horizon, The Last of Us, uh, Skyrim, games like that, Fallout 4. Um, you can get it for free on YouTube, and she's doing some other projects. But she left IGN, which if you guys listen to BizzleCast, know I shit on IGN all the time for being straight up corporate whores. She has said that they are not, and that you know that she never saw any payoffs or anything like that. So I'll take her at her word, but. So, okay, I'll start. You know how in Facebook, like, celebrities don't really use Facebook? Like, even minor celebrities? Like, it's usually just a. Um, like a PR agent or something doing it. It's all, it's all Twitter and yeah. Instagram, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, like, I don't know any celebrities I follow that isn't Twitter and or Instagram as opposed to Facebook. So yeah, just a Facebook page. It's actually hard to tag people on Facebook. So I found this article that Brick Girl read, by the way, and she backed me up on this, 
which was so Alana Pierce had gone through this campaign as like a 21 year old where her creepy stalkers on the internet she would find their mother's phone numbers and call their moms and like shame them into apologizing and leaving her alone which I think is brilliant and should be repeated all over the world whether it's true or not I don't know but it's amazing so I'm gonna assume it's true so I found an article where by the way, the, well, before the article, the right wing in this country and around the world immediately attacked her as being responsible for her stalkers and her being a worse stalker than they are. So predictable from the right wing. So I found an article along these lines that was a, it was like the Telegraph or those horrible papers, you know, from the UK, yeah. but it was, it was mocking it. And it was sort of doing a satire about, you know, that whole thing, including just completely fabricated news stories. And I posted it on the Bizzlecast page, uh, Facebook page, and I tagged Alana Pierce, not even really thinking about it. She doesn't even, no one's going to check Facebook for Alana Pierce. Like, honestly, like, who cares? Yeah. And five minutes later, my notifications start blowing up. I'm like, what is going on? Alana Pierce, who hadn't literally put anything on her Facebook page for a week, retweeted my tweet my post and just said something very nebulous like yeah this story was kind of bullshit from the start you know like it, it seemed like she understood that it was a fake article but she didn't really say one way or the others and then all her defenders came after me who thought that i had written the article and was smearing oh, no. her in this article which was written by like you know i don't even know what <laughs> And by the way, all of her defenders, I'm sure you'll be shocked to know, were like heterosexual men in their 30s and 40s, you know, defending her honor against horrible people like me. And Alistair, (laughs) this was like over a 15 minute period and I'm going... I could try and engage these people and explain to them what's going on, or I could remove this article, unfriend Alana Pierce, sadly, and just avoid this entire situation. And you knowing me, I think you probably know what I chose, which was the latter, and to avoid yeah. that whole thing. And I still think Alana Pierce is great, but I just thought that was such an interesting social media comment. Like, here's me, you know, being like, you are awesome, and here's an example of you being awesome, and then everyone being like, you're a horrible right-wing, you know, fascist, anti-feminist. I was like, what? What? what happened? What happened? Complete opposite. Oh, yeah. God. Sorry. Sorry. I just knew you would appreciate that story. And yeah. I've been teasing it on the business cast. I'm sure you can relate to just the insanity of online journalism. Yeah. And the, the problem is, man, we can't convey tone and mood or th- and feeling in typing. So mm. if you don't know, it's straight up satire, then, you know, the people will take it seriously. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Well done, Australians. Oh, by the way, really kind of related. I I continue to be fascinated that you guys have mastered the American accent and English people are having such a tough time. Every television show I watch, Australians are nailing it. I don't even know what's happening and the English can't can't do it. I I don't know what that's about. That might be enough. Oh, really? You never noticed that? Well, I guess maybe when. Um, No, not really. Like, I... Yeah, like, I didn't I know Margot really Robbie was Australian for the longest time. I didn't know. I mean, there's a bunch I didn't know uh, were, were Australian. I, think, I didn't know that Ruby like, Rose was Australian. I mean, come on. She's like a New York a, a hipster chick. A lot of our... So, like, growing up, like, our 
and I'm going to get slaughtered for saying this, but I don't care. A lot of our TV is American because Australian TV is not known for its quality. Um, no. So, so we've growing up, a lot of the influence is ha- and has been American, specifically like shows like The Simpsons, The Nanny were like mega smash hits here and still are re- playing reruns to this day. Mm. So it probably has a lot to do with that. Okay. Do you play it's Destiny? Just my little assumption do you make, do you no play? okay me neither so we can i skip that. i drank the destiny kool-aid the no, first don't. time around stay away stay and away. i went to the midnight launch of that game yeah. i stayed up for like six hours with one of my friends ryan playing it together online and then i don't know i just thought it was the biggest waste of money and the biggest waste of my time and then destiny 2 came out and i'm like i'm not buying it and then all my friends at work were like oh you need to jump on destiny 2 tonight i'm like no okay and then i jumped on and i could see the improvements Mm. but it's still not enough like it's not a game i will not be playing destiny 3 unless i'm given a free review copy um and i just i don't know You'll get, interest. You'll get the free review no. copy. So speaking oh. of speaking of that general genre, but going to single player open world games, I mean, I guess what I was getting to earlier, man, was I, I wasn't just shit. I, I was not shitting on God of War whatsoever, and I like that it's not a complete open <laughs> world game. But my view is the following: you should build your game, and if it demands an open world like Breath of the Wild or Horizon Zero Dawn or The Witcher 3, then you should pursue that and make it an open world game. You should not say we are making an open world game and try to populate it because then you get the I'm sorry, Far Cry and Assassin's Creed games, which have all been B pluses at best. Am I wrong? What do you think about this whole thing? Well, what do you think about the theory in general of of not? I think you're wrong about about um assassin's creed sorry really um yeah what was the last one you played it <laughs> uh, keep going keep going <laughs> what was the last one you played i played a little bit of a lot of them but i'm not going to pay for all of them okay did you play origins I liked it. I, I liked what I played. I wasn't crazy about the graphics, graphical style, but I like what I played. I think it's headed. I think Assassin's Creed is way headed in the right more direction than uh, Far Cry for sure. I'm I'm pumped about the new one. I I, I keep having Do you optimism. Play Far Cry Primal. Mm-hmm. The best game that they've made so far. But, to okay. this date. Okay, but, but do, do you I at least get... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. And 100 percented that game, and I've never done that with any other Far Cry title. Well, sh- yeah, sure, sure, sure. But what I'm saying is we have a ton of open world games, and if you're not a video game journalist professional, i.e. you, um, or have just a th- tons of time, you can only pick a handful of them per year for the average person, right? I'm just being realistic here. And that's well, why I think God of War... Hold on. That's why I think God of War deserves the acclaim for not giving in to doing full open world because that is a game that people, normal people feel that they could handle, you know, um, but still have that feeling of, uh, of freedom. And the reason I didn't like Dragon Age Inquisition was because I loved that it was a contained and limited open world in the earlier games. I just didn't think it translated 
played it as well in terms of being unique and just opening it up and, and running all over the place. That was just me. So go ahead. I understand what you're saying. I also don't get paid <laughs> to review games. So I also like give limited time to my game time. I think, and a lot of what I've been talking to people about with Spider-Man specifically recently um, is a lot of people are buying these games. So just to give you some context, Amazon in Australia only launched this year, like an actual like Australian based store. Hmm. So we no longer have to pay all the import crappy V's to get stuff sent from the U S so they are doing this amazing thing where I'm loving them is all the new release games for the next six months are $60. And usually they're like a hundred, $110. If you go to a store, that's insane. And they're doing free shipping for Amazon prime members, obviously. So, what I've been doing and what my friends have been doing who are not journalists is getting these games for 60 bucks on Amazon, getting them all pre-ordered. So they're going to get all these open world games like Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man, Tomb Raider, um, Assassin's Creed, Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other ones that are coming up? Smash Brothers. Um, I know I'm missing a big one. Anyway, what you know it cost for you know a digital I mean. download for you? A hundred, at least a hundred bucks. It's not cheaper. American it's or Australian? Expensive. Australian. So what does that translate to? So that's like maybe one fifty American for a game. What hundred and fifty American dollars for a video game? Yeah. You guys if are you like the digital, third world. What the fuck is going on? You guys are Australia. Yeah. Assert your dominance. Because, what the fuck is because, going on over there? Sorry. So we, I think, and I've read studies about it because of how large physically large our country is and we're only populated in like the coastal areas so we have like it's it costs more for games to get here games aren't produced locally here um so that's why it costs pretty much double what you guys pay which sucks and a lot of people here have american vpns guilty as charged um and will go and buy um digital games because it's still cheaper to do that from the american store that's fucked up that is really insane so you guys really have to go above and beyond um wow thankfully amazon are changing that yes yeah Um, and that's the thing amazon are overlords it's like okay well rest of corporate america get with the program or fuck you you know like i i it's not that I don't have sympathy with the stores that Amazon are closing, but I definitely don't have sympathy with comp- uh, competing corporate entities that have ripped. It's like, do you know how the fucking music industry could have avoided the MP3 problem at least for a few more years was not charging $20 for a CD. If they just started charging $7 or $8 for CDs and they'd still make an insane profit, they would have held off the MP3 revolution for at least like five more years. Um, So I have no sympathy. So, wow, that's okay, guys. Well, there you go. This insight into the the dedication of someone like Alistair to do this. So, okay, man. Well, I I have too many to ask you. Go ahead. Well, interestingly enough, just so um, I can't believe I'm going to admit this on a podcast. it actually works. So I have a Hulu account, which Brittany is very, very jealous of. Um, and I also just literally two days ago signed up to the DC Universe website, mm-hmm. and I'm hooked. 
Mm-hmm. But we can get into that later if you want to. Yes, we are definitely getting into that later. So, okay, dude, I'm going to leave this one up to you because I've okay. been avoiding God of War. I've been avoiding Spider-Man. I've mm-hmm. been avoiding Tomb Raider. From my perspective, having played not a significant amount of either of those three games, seem like they should be up uh, the, the top of the list for game of the year. But I, of those three, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the one I've heard the most dissension on even though the reasons I keep getting seem like bullshit reasons, but whatever. Um, so I'll let you talk about them in any order. Or is there another big one that I'm missing before we even get to sort of the big three here? Um, no, let's go into two. Okay, Raider, so go, go, go into that. But if you want to, I'll use mm. Spider-Man and or God of War as like sources of mm-hmm. um, comparison or whatever. Feel free, go ahead. Mm. So um, I recently did both reviews for Spider-Man and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I gave Shadow of the Tomb Raider five out of five, mm. and I gave Spider-Man four and a half out of five. Mm. Because <laughs> Spider-Man is a great game. It is really good. But for the first two hours, I was bored off my ass. It was so boring. The story is really slow to take off. When it does take off, it is really good. Mm-hmm. But the first couple of hours, man, I was like, what is everyone talking about? This That's what people say about Horizon fest. too, but I, I don't get it with Horizon so <sighs> gripping in those early hours. But yeah, I, I've heard people definitely. be like, oh, it takes long to get started. I'm like, really? Okay, no, anyways. not at all. Yeah. But so Spider-Man's working uphill, by the way. I mean, you can talk more about the narrative, mm. which is we've seen and heard so like it's like fucking Bruce Wayne. Like, how many times do we need the origin story and stuff like that, right? Well, so. this is not an origin story. So this is like he's already established as Spider-Man. He's like um, left high school. He's like a semi-functioning adult. So there's no how he is they in the comics for the last 30 years by the way yeah <laughs> mm. they don't dive into any origin stuff okay and which i liked but it was just uh, i don't know it was a bit of a struggle for me and i am actually going to go back and play it again once this crazy blockbuster gaming season is over to see if maybe it was just me but that was my it's opinion just, yeah. but, I, I watched like 10 minutes of it on streaming i was like Okay, I know I can. I feel even better about skipping this game. (laughs) But Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Uh, literally, as soon as it loads up, and I've never experienced this. um, Holding, I played it on PS4 Pro, and this is what I wanted to talk to you by the way, Alistair, specifically for this, because I heard so many people shitting on Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and I don't know what Brett's response is going to be. I was like, I need to hear Alistair on this. Go ahead. Okay, so the game starts, and literally. Like, before you see anything, my DualShock controller is vibrating like the craziest vibrator on maximum speed <laughs> I've ever experienced. Uh-huh. And the scene that loads, which I'm not going to go into, is so intense and gripping. I was just like, it's about a five minute cut scene. And I was just kind of like speechless at the end of it going, what? And I was just instantly in this story straight away and all through the game. And this, these are the complaints that I've read is that um, 
Lara's not, she's not friendly. She doesn't interact with people well. It's really weird. And I'm like, no, it's not weird. It's fucking who she is as a character, you dumb idiot. Hmm. Have you not learned anything over the last two games? Yeah. When she's by herself exploring a tomb, she's in her element and you feel at ease with her. When you put her in social situations, she's socially awkward and they really play up to this in the game. And it's, for me, it was interesting as all hell to watch. She only trusts one person in the whole world. And there's a bit in the game where that, um, there's a bit of a, uh, how do I say this? Can I do spoilers or no spoilers? Yes. Yeah, well, by the way, I want to point out, by the way, okay. Camila Ludington does do the little Arcraft voice for all three of the new games. Yeah. Amazing continuity perfect. there. Keep going. Like, Perfect. There's a point in the game where Jonah, her best friend, um, she's told through an earpiece from Trinity, the leader of Trinity, that he's just gunned down Jonah and she needs to go, if she wants his body, she can go to this space. And she just loses her shit. She grabs the nearest, well, she stabs this guy in the face, grabs his gun and literally with so much rage and anger and hate, just starts mowing all these guys down indiscriminately, which is not part of her character. And That's not like, true. If you've played any Tomb Raider game recently, you killed tons of people. <laughs> yeah, but not with this much sure. malice. Murderous and rage. rage and, yeah. And... She gets to the, and you get to the end of this. It's a quite a long sequence and you get to the end of it. And Jonah walks out and is like, Lara, what are you doing? Uh And she has this full on mental breakdown is like curled up on the ground, crying, sobbing. Sounds great. This sounds better than the Tomb Raider movie. Actually, I pointed out that the stories for the three Tomb Raider video games are all better than the movie story. If they just stolen any of the three of them, it would have been amazing. Um, And like that was like there was a lot of parts of the game that I loved. But this part Mm -hmm. just really is where I went five out of five. Like this is the most... (sighs) I'm this like is the closest. You're killing me. I'm like Lara Croft I'm literally I'll say right now. I'm like don't type in playstationstore.com. Don't type in playstationstore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so close. Well, at least you can get it cheaper. Well, here's the thing. Well, I haven't played through Rise of the Tomb Raider, so I have a good excuse for waiting. And as people have pointed out by the way, Spider-Man is a moment game. It is a trend game, but in the past Tomb Raider has sold good on release but great over time. And I, all the Tomb Raider games going way back to the 90s, I, every single one I never bought at the time bought later and loved and so uh, you know straight of the tomb raider selling quote only two or three million copies right now i actually don't think it's such a bad sign for the I'm game not, yeah i think the release date is a lot to do with it it's just come out at the wrong time you mean like solo a star wars story is that what you're uh, you're getting at there <laughs> no comment um so <laughs> you like the movie i don't even care whatever whatever <laughs> i'm joking yeah. um i think because we're in such a crazy yes. like blockbuster gaming where literally a new game no, coming fuck out that. every no. week you know what I'm, no no title. 
That was my drum. I'm stopping this. There's a double standard right. against Lara Croft and female superheroes, and this is exactly what it is. All the criticism, Nathan Drake murders people left and right all the time. No one questions it. Lara Croft kills people. Oh, all of a sudden, her character's this. She's going to foreign lands. She's exotifying them, you know, her friend and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, I've literally heard every criticism possible to Lara Croft over my life, man, and it continues now. I haven't played the new game. I'm not saying it's good but they've mostly been really good and it seems to me that Lara Croft keeps getting held up to a standard that no one else is that is why I think is happening what's happening mm, okay no? okay um, no bring no bring it back if I'm wrong I don't agree with that at all okay I think it is definitely just the time of year like um the new battlefield game is gonna bomb badly it already bombed they delayed the release indefinitely right now. yeah no, it comes out in November now mm-hmm. because they were going to get absolutely slaughtered by Call of Duty and Red Dead 2, which come out, and Assassin's Creed, which come out in the next two weeks. And they were going to release it on the same week. And they're like, shit, we can't do that. No one's pre-ordering our game. Hmm. So they delayed it by a month. Mm-hmm. It still hasn't fixed the pre-orders, but it's mm-hmm. going to absolutely bomb because it's just, I know for you guys, it's your winter, right? So this is why all these games are coming out because you guys like hibernate. It's well, cold. Our, it's no, snowy. our big release is February and March because of the fiscal year ends generally in April mm-hmm. in this country. So yeah, it's all messed up. Okay. See here it's hot. Like it's in now turning into summer. So people aren't hibernating inside playing games because it's fucking like hell here. It's so hot. Hmm. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't well, think that our game sales, sales count much but it doesn't explain reviews. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't. To be honest, I haven't read other people's reviews. They're of pretty Tomb good. Raider. They're pretty when good. When I yeah, when I review something, I don't like to read other people's opinions, so I can never be sure c- accused of mm-hmm. copying it. And I found in the past, if I read a review and I agree with it, I will tend to not purposely but i will tend to like like go yeah that's a really good line and then when i'm writing it just like subconsciously like adding a similar line into my review so i don't now mm-hmm. and you know as a rule um do that i think there's also a genre issue for some people with Tomb Raider because it's sort of like Uncharted. It's sort of like open world. There's archery. There's shooting. There's puzzles. Uh, you know, a good amount of narrative. Um, mm. I don't know. I think it's genre busting, which is which is a great compliment uh, to it. But sometimes it is sort of hard to pin down. I, I, I For me, the biggest disconnect with the modern Tomb Raider games is the Oh my god, everyone's gonna die. I gotta save my friends. Ooh, but I'm gonna explore this tomb now for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, th- that's the yeah. thing that never made sense. But that's like a nerdy, you know, gamer thing. Like, who cares? Like, every open world game is like, I, I guess that's the thing. It's, it's, it's very open world in some ways and very limited in others. And maybe that only appeals to certain people. But I think that's great. Like, I don't want the Tomb Raider game selling as well as Spider Man, right? Isn't that, we, yeah. should, we should want these different kind of tiers of experiences um mm. for me personally um 
I think the other thing with Spider-Man is I've lived in New York. I've spent a ton of time in New York. I don't need to spend a hundred more hours in New York. (laughs) I know all those buildings. I know all those streets. I know where the pizza places are. Like I've had enough. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I've never been to New York, so I'm happy to explore it via Mm Spider-Man. But yeah. Cool, man. I'm just happy that you like Rise of the Tomb Raider because I was inevitably going to buy this game at some point, but now I can feel better about it because I do love her. But I will say, I will say that I think Uncharted has undercut the Tomb Raider genre because they've simplified no. it almost too much. Uh, you know, like I love the, the, the sort of physicality of getting artifacts in Tomb Raider and it becomes like a very minor, not important part of uncharted and i'm not saying it should undercut it but it feels like it has undercut it and i've said before with some regret but i do agree with i think chloe frazier is the lara croft that they've never quite achieved with a new generation that's how i feel my fiance watched me play it and he's never watched me play any other of the tomb raider (laughs) game Uh but so many times he was like i swear i've seen you do this in uncharted Many times, and I went, yeah, I've done this in Uncharted, yeah. but it's okay, it's fine. Much more I know skill. What to do. Well, much more skill involved in the Tomb Raider games, though, to solve the puzzles. I mean, it's they basically. Yeah, I found it, it on par. It was the same. Oh, really? You say it's for the me same? anyway. In this game, for okay. me, it was the same. I I was just gonna say, in Tomb Raider, at least try and do stealthy. <laughs> in Uncharted, I never try and do stealthy <laughs> ever. I, I suck at it. I've I've literally never achieved like the full stealth. You know what you can see as the path forward ahead of you. You know with stealth in Uncharted, I, it's I don't even try. I, I try and take out a couple guys quietly, set some bombs, and then I just let loose with because I'm pretty good at the third person shooting. Man, I mean I'm not gonna why after all these years in fact i can't even play and end on this because i do want to get a couple minutes of dc in before i let you go i can't play first person shooters anymore because i love the third person stuff so much i even re-downloaded the witcher 3 (laughs) which i never got very far in i when i play no man's sky i play in third person like yeah when you've played some more of the witcher 3 can Mm -hmm. we please do a witcher 3 podcast yeah because i like, if there was one game, uh-huh. if you would erase my memory, uh-huh. and if there was one game I wish I could play for the first time again, uh, okay. it is The Witcher 3, always and forever. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And what I've heard from friends that played both of these games... I feel that way about Horizon Zero Dawn, and my friends who have played both are like, all the things you love about Horizon are at least in, if not better, in The Witcher. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I am in. <laughs> that being said, though, they are very different games. It's very different games. Yeah, you got yeah. sexy female badass, you got sexy male badass. You know what? I'll get oh used to it. God. I already know the Henry- combat's not going to be as good, but I know the storytelling will be better. So that's the important thing. Henry... Henry Cavill as Gerald. I'm already. Oh, here's a transition. Like here's I'm transition. already. Oh, I have my. So I already have. Okay, well, set up, my, set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. Tell the people what this is. If we don't know what Witcher Henry Cavill okay. is, the Witcher. Set it up. So Netflix are making a Witcher TV series, yeah. and Henry Cavill is playing Gerald, the main character. And already in the game, Gerald is constantly naked and constantly hot. So, the fact that we're getting this 
<laughs> series, and that Henry Cavill is playing the lead. He's so manly, I have my so tissues, beautiful. Yeah, I have my lube. I have my do not disturb sign. <laughs> I'm good to freaking go. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm so like he's playing my favorite people: Superman, Gerald. <sighs> I love you. So you don't think it's over? It, you don't think it's hyper masculine in a, in a negative way? The Witcher? No. Um, when you see characters, um, <laughs> when you see characters, um, like oh, I can't think. Of I definitely their saw names. some titty. I, barely, I played a little bit. I've definitely seen some titty. Oh. You'll see penis and you'll see butt. Great. Like it's fair. It's e- it's pretty equal. Go. Um, when you the female characters in this game mm-hmm. are incredible, and so I think what animated penises look way cool, less uh, threatening than real penises. <laughs> um. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. For me. For me. For me. I, yeah. I find this game's pretty fair. Like uh-huh. you see the same amount of male bits that you do female bits. Mm-hmm. So, and don't you play part of the game without too many spoilers quality, from the right? female perspective? Or, or am I? You, do. you sure yes. do. Yes. And I'm kicking myself that I cannot remember her name because she's. Oh, we're gonna do a podcast. You know what? Let's 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 move on because I have limited time with you. Yeah. We're gonna do a Witcher podcast. I'm gonna play like, 20, 30 yeah. hours. I'm gonna Please. bang it out. We'll, we'll do it. We're gonna do it. I've already read some of the lore and watched the videos of, of Witcher one and two, so I'm getting it. I'm going to read the books as well if I get a good English translation. So I'm I am in. I am so in. So all right, buddy, Henry Cavill, I thought was fired from Superman. Apparently that's fake news. No one reports the fake news part. Let's talk some DC. First of all, where did that rumor come from that Henry Cavill was gone, and how are you sure that that it's untrue? <laughs> so it came from the Hollywood Reporter. Oh. Which was pretty funny. They usually get it um, right. Okay. Mm, um, Henry Cavill responded pretty much straight away on his Instagram mm-hmm. with a video of him holding a Superman action figure. And Well, Idris um, well, Elba also said that he was 007 and he wasn't 007. So, I mean, that could be anything. He never actually said that. I actually have a clip of him saying, I never said I was 007. I said I was interested, mm-hmm. but I never said I was. And this is where I think so many entertainment journalists just need a big story. And I kind of agree no, that I a agree lot of times... You. I'm just saying, historically, the Hollywood Reporter... Shit. I'm sorry. Historically, the Hollywood Reporter doesn't normally report things of this magnitude that are completely wrong. That, that's all I'm saying. I, I agree that yeah. it's sensationalist. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so... Anyway, so then um, Warner Brothers came out and said, this is incorrect. <laughs> there are, there, we have not made any decisions in relation to Superman in current movies, future movies, or actors who may or may not play them. Nothing has even been discussed. And then Kevin Smith came out <laughs> and blasted DC and said the fact that you're not making movies about Superman is wrong. And it's kind of created this whole conversation well, about the Kevin Smith doesn't have any credibility from writing amazing comics for DC and Marvel over the last 20 years. God, that must have hurt for DC. Kevin Smith being like, fuck you, bitches. 
He's not so, wrong though, yeah. man. DC is fucking up. They keep fucking up the over and over again. They just keep fucking up. Please tell me how this is going to get out of the morass of shittiness. Well, I think I don't know. For me, I'm so sick of Batman characters. I cannot wait to see the back of them. I can literally send you my text so, message to Maddie G today. Uh, extended series of text messages saying, I'm sick of Batman. I'm sick of Batman. I'm sick of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they're making a Supergirl movie. Awesome. But I feel like also that that is really unfair to Melissa Benoist, who is the embodiment. She is big screen material. They are idiots. They are Mm. so stupid. They should do a $120 million low budget Supergirl movie with the Melissa Benoist. They have their Mm. Supergirl. She's political. Little girls like her in this country. It is even the whole, even the whole cast of that show would translate well and fucking bring Callista Flockhart back as Cat Grant and fucking make her stay because can you imagine having a Supergirl movie with Melissa Benoist, having Callista Flockhart as Cat Grant, having Linda Carter as the president? Like, I, j- uh, I just want this I mean, even so fucking much. Monel, dude, Monel is a Paul Rudd clone. People would eat him yeah. up at the box office. He looks, it yeah. acts like Paul Rudd. He's so lovable. Yeah. Kyler Lee is her sister. Amazing. Um, I mean, it's, I I don't know. Sometimes I watch Supergirl and I'm just like, are they making this overly campy on purpose because they don't want to brag about the fact that this should be on the big screen or they're saving their writers or something? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like they have the cast already, but I, it is insulting because she's the only one in my opinion I mean, the arrow's the arrow. No one really cares about the green arrow. But Ezra Miller, in a short appearance, at least, you know, it gave me mm. a, a He reason. made an impression. He made a super mm. impression with me. I mean, here's the thing, man. You know I love Justice League, and specifically the characters on the Justice League team. And so, mm. you know, I... I, I <laughs> My boy Maddie G, other DC fans, like, you shit on DC all the time. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wonder Woman's one of my favorite movies. I've covered the shit out of Wonder Woman. I'm constantly covering Wonder yeah. Woman. I love Batgirl. I'm constantly talking about Batgirl. I love the Justice League. Nobody else likes just Like, what else can I say? I love the first three seasons of Arrow. <laughs> you know, I like the yeah. first season of The Flash. I don't like the CW in the last few years. I don't like their movie choices. Recasting to another Joker movie, another Batman movie. I don't see the end game here. All I see is Wonder Woman yeah. 1984 is going to be brilliant. And other than that, I see a bunch of meh. What do you think? I think, and it's, oh, I can't say who I was talking to, but I was talking to someone. Go on. Okay. So <laughs> at Oz Comic Con, mm-hmm. Brittany and I were talking to someone from. DC's rival company is what I can say, mm-hmm. um, who's very high up in the marketing department. And they told us about their love for DC as well. Yeah. And this person nailed, nailed it on the head when they said, Marvel should keep doing what they're doing. Be family friendly yeah. comic book movies for the everyday man. DC should stick to what they do best, which is having tortured, dark, twisted <sighs> comic book characters. No. And don't try and please the masses. Make them M. Make them M-A, which is like 
you know, um, I don't know what your equivalent is. Rated R. So, like, we have G for general, PG for... Is Wonder Woman a tortured dark character? Answer me that. Is Diana Prince a tortured dark character? Well, essentially. She is more Captain America than Captain America, and she's one of the top three superheroes with Deadpool and Captain America right now. That's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. I'm sorry. I know you love Zack Snyder. Not everything has to be dark. I do think they should do rated R movies. I think this Joker movie should be rated R. I think the Batman movie should be rated R. I am all about making a rated M, whatever you want to call it, like super mature. I, I am all about that. But don't pretend like Gal Gadot as Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, as a dark character. The only thing that was dark about that movie was World War One because World War One is arguably even more brutal than World War Two, And so to portray it somehow, realistically they had to do that and contrast it with her beauty and naivete and amazingness i just i I, i'm not doubting your source man and i know marvel people love dc stuff and a lot of marvel comics writers like kevin smith write for both but really i mean do you think diana fits in that vision um i think she could okay but what I was going to continue with yes, go. is that it doesn't all have to be like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where every single movie is connected and leading to something else. That it doesn't have with. to be that. Yeah. So in that respect, I'm like what you Marvel, said, they can have their they can have their R-rated movies. They can have their family mm-hmm. campy movies like Wonder Woman and Superman and get those characters out there. Okay. Interestingly enough, I don't know if you know this, and I'll send you the link. Um, there was a recent study done. So every year they do a study mm-hmm. in Australia about who the most popular superhero is. Mm-hmm. And uh, the top five were released about two or three days ago. Guess who's number one? Oh, wait, oh, hold on. Of all Australia is voting on this. Yeah. Movie or just in general? Just in general. <sighs> Captain America? Nope. Wonder Woman? Yep. That's awesome. And it, so for about... She deserves 10, it, honestly. So for 10 years straight, it was Batman every year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's always going to be DC. DC, dude, I talk about this all the time Even when you're not on the podcast. DC does solo <laughs> characters in the comics and on screen cool. better than Marvel. They just It's just the way they're built. They're built as solo characters, which makes Justice League even more challenging. But the, the, sure. the solo stuff is way better in DC. I can barely read solo stuff in Marvel unless it's like Team Up X-Men stuff well top five was like so wonder woman was number one spider-man was number two which surprised me a little bit all the little kids my little nephews love spider-man 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 batman was number three superman was number four and the flash was number five one marvel character was in the top five that's not good that would not be the case here whatsoever my 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 dude (laughs) Captain America and Spider-Man are at the top with Iron Man. I mean, people do love... I mean, look, kids still are exposed to Batman and Superman. But the bottom line is, if you do super dark PG-13 movies, who are you reaching, right? Like, go hard R and go for the adults or do more of a Wonder Woman or Justice League type thing and try and get some of the kids, right? Like, who's Batman v Superman reaching from a new audience standpoint? I'm not sure. Um, and maybe that's what they were saying, right? Is what you seem to be implying is that they're looking at what we call rated R territory uh, in the United States. Yeah. 
Okay. Because weren't they going to make Venom rated R and then oh, they fuck Venom. I'm not talking about Venom. I'm not giving one second of air to that <laughs> fucking pornographic alien piece of thick. I mean, it's just pornography. I can't believe people don't realize how pornographic that whole thing is. Whatever. I. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blink twice if you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So. Cannot wait for the movie. Just saying. Okay. Couple more things, and then I have a Marvel question for you. What is going on with Birds of Prey? Is it a movie? Is it a television show? What's Margot Robbie's involvement? Are we getting a Batgirl? What is going on with Birds of Prey? Alistair. Okay, so releases February 7, 2020. Um, Margot Robbie will be returning as Harley Quinn. She's also a producer on the film. Um, The main villain will be Harley, of course. So far, the cast another stunning has been Australian beauty for Huntress and Black Canary, and I do not know either of those actors, so I can't make any comment. Um, we have a female Asian director who've never heard of as well. Oh, really? Um, no, never heard of her. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Well, Christina Hodgins is writing it, right? And this is going to be the Bumblebee and Bird Girl, Br- Brick, uh, Brick Girl, God, Batgirl tie-in. Go ahead. Brick Girl. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> see what happens. Apparently, there is going to be a Batgirl. Um, I really, I really want to have a camera on Britney's face when they reveal who it is and get her initial reaction. Who do you think it's going to be? On video. Who do you want and who do you think it's going to be? Because <laughs> you be know honest, my d- feeling on this, but I want to hear I, yours. To be honest, I don't... I'm not big on casting. And this is what I think Aquaman's really shown me and Jason Momoa, is that the actor doesn't have to be a clone of the comic book character. And when Jason Momoa was cast as Aquaman... I was really angry with Zack Snyder, really angry and upset. And I then listened to Momoa and Snyder talk about their vision for the character. You mean by any goodwill with the Gal Gadot casting? I didn't know her, so I had no opinion. I, and this is what I've learned is to just, yeah. Your vision of the comic book characters is never going to come to life. You're ever. being way too hard on yourself. So You're being way stop, too hard on yourself. Stop your expectations of this is who Are I... You Irish? This is... No. Okay. This is who I love in the comics. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to translate to screen the same way. Uh-huh. It's a completely different version of the character. So I think fanboys just need to sit down and shut the hell Thank up. Thank you. That's what I was who, waiting for. Who fucking cares? Oh, yeah. Like this, <laughs> you're not directing this movie. You're not writing it. Uh, it's not your vision. Sit down. If you don't like it, don't go and see it. We don't need to hear your opinion. And this is why I hate the internet because it gives these morons yes, a platform but, and a voice. But without the internet, you would have never met my lovely face. I know. In, in persona. But- I should be specific. Reddit. <laughs> no, Reddit, I was going to say, you're Facebook, being too hard on yourself. And I agree with everything you just said in the last five minutes. Cut them out of your life. You will be so much. I don't go on Reddit anymore and I'm, I'm a happier person. Yep. But you know what I like to I'm, see? You know what I like to see? 
So Kelly Marie Tran got run off the internet. Sorry, dude. You know Star Wars coming at some point. Kelly Marie Tran yeah. got run off the internet for Rose Tico because of bad writing, a movie that not everyone loved, even though she's gorgeous and amazing, and people will come to love her like Ahsoka Tano. Well, mark my words, Alistair, they will all be kissing her feet in a couple of years, but whatever. I, in the meantime, I, I, they run off the internet, but then they tried to run Ruby Rose off the internet, but what I love was Ruby Rose left Twitter, which was smart, but she stayed on Instagram and has been posting like a motherfucker uh, political stuff and, you know, her cool buddies like Taylor Swift and so forth on Instagram. So, God bless her. I say fight back against the assholes. You can't just go silent. And, and, and and Kelly Marie Tran did write an amazing piece for the New York Times, like the front page op-ed, uh, a couple months ago about her situation. So you you have to speak up against these fucking assholes. Sorry. Yeah, I think her problem is is that her role in that movie was shit. It's not her fault. And it's not. She acted her ass off, and that's what I mean. It's not her fault that the director tried to make social justice warrior the movie yeah and but he wasn't even trying to do that is the sad thing the sad thing is it was subconscious with ryan johnson that's the problem with us liberals even when we try not to be super liberal we end up doing it and pissing people off (laughs) i think she's a great actress yeah i yeah her smile literally like lights up the room i felt but her dialogue that she was given was fucking terrible dude dude this is the thing though the whole anti-sjw it was completely external to anyone in my actual life both podcasting even the star wars nerds people didn't love last jedi but like that wasn't part of my life was being like fuck rose tico you know like but these people are it's out there, and I don't know where they're coming from, where, where they're, it's so important in their lives to destroy a young actress who did nothing yeah. wrong other than be beautiful and act her ass off, you know? I, I, like, if, if you literally have nothing better to do with your life, then I feel sorry for you. Yeah, I do. I pity, <laughs> I said that in my podcast, man, that I pity these people, and then people get mad at me for pitying them because they're assholes. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence between the two. I'm like Jessica Jones. That's why Jessica Jones is my hero because she hates slash pities everybody, right? <gasps> Can I just say? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go. Speaking of Jessica Jones. Yeah. So at, at Oz Comic Con, mm-hmm. where we went to, there was a male <gasps> Jessica Jones. That's me. And That's me. Brittany and I were too scared to go and talk to him <sighs> because he was like gorgeous mm-hmm. and totally intimidating. And I don't think he meant to be. But we were just like, oh, my God. Like, we were like, oh, my God, it's a man, Jessica Jones. She's oh my, my hero. God, I really want to go She's my hero. Dude, yeah. I, I, dude but, I, yeah. Like, I, I, look, this will be a good transition. That we can wrap up the DC and Marvel stuff yeah. in the final here because I know you have to go, which is yeah. I still think Jessica Jones is the gutsiest and best thing Marvel has done to this date. And I don't. 100% agree. I, I don't understand why they don't pursue it, especially because they've admitted that Jessica Jones is even more watched than Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah. 100%. And that's why it's featured. Like, if you go to Netflix and you, maybe you've seen a couple superhero things, you know, they'll try and give you recommendations. Like, you are way more likely to see 
Jessica Jones or Luke Cage than you are Daredevil or Iron Fist. And by the way, I really like Iron Fist season two because you know what? It was Colleen Wing season one is what it was with Jessica fucking Henwick, mm-hmm. an English actress I... who is spectacular. She looks seems totally like a half Asian chick from New York. I was completely fooled. I had no idea that she was British. She's amazing. She fights great. She acts great. She's beautiful. And her and Misty Knight, if you guys have watched Luke Cage or the Defenders, have a friendship in it that like sustains the series is pretty good. But yeah, dude, Jessica Jones for me is the best thing Marvel's done. And I don't know what's yeah. coming next. Agreed. I even feel like I I don't understand why a lot of people didn't like season two because I loved season two so much. Um, I haven't watched Luke Cage season two or Iron Fist season two because I feel like I feel like I'm I only have limited time in my oh, life yeah. now for oh, things. Totally. And dude, I haven't even Jessica finished JJ Jones season two, and I love JJ. I have limited two time. Was yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I will get there. I'll get there. Don't yeah. don't you worry. Don't you worry. Jessica Jones is my hero, man. I say it. It's my avatar. I mean, you've seen my social media. I mean, I, I've been saying this for three years. I did those. My Jessica Jones commentaries are killing in terms of downloads, but I did those yeah. three years ago initially. I, like, I loved it immediately. To me, that was like, this is what this should be about. And that was also the time I was started to watch Arrow, man. And Arrow season one or two are pretty dark and pretty interesting. And then it yeah. gets formulaic. And this is where I'm coming to is... The Netflix Marvel shows, when they are hitting, are my favorite of everything that's going on. I do like the early Arrow seasons. Do you think that CW going forward, especially with Batwoman, can they actually get some edge to them? Or is this inevitably going to be kind of a popcorn version of Batwoman? Because I do not want to see that. Well, I I don't know. I mean, does that even exist? Isn't she just a dark, disturbed character from everything I've seen in like all the comic books? Yeah. I'm, I don't know that much about Batwoman, so I can't really comment. Um, I was personally hoping for less Batman and I feel like now we're just going to get more. No, this is the way to Um, do it. Have Batgirl, Birds of Prey and fucking Batwoman steal it from Batman. The point is to get to the point where the nerd, here's, Alistair, I'm going to drop this on you because you're a man, but you're going to understand exactly where I'm coming from. You know what I hate? Okay. Here's what I hate. What? Male nerds, male DC nerds who are pretty progressive and will Mm -hmm. say, Wonder Woman was good. I enjoyed it. Okay. That's what they'll say. It was good. I enjoyed it. But all they talk about on their news feed is Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. (laughs) <laughs> or the you know Alec Baldwin was the was was Bruce Wayne's dad for five minutes. It, it, nothing about Wonder Woman 1984. Nothing. Yeah, I can't call them sexist. They're not doing anything actively sexist. But to be like, your hero is here, people. Like, as a Marvel fan, I got this with Captain America when I wasn't expecting it. You just got it with Wonder Woman. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's it, it's yeah, almost definitely. like a passive act of sexism it's hard to communicate to to people or people think i'm just full of shit i don't know (laughs) that's possible i understand what you're saying okay all right a couple quick last questions we'll let you go captain marvel i know you know stuff i'm not going to hit you up for inside knowledge on this i just want to know it i'm not specifically pumped for captain marvel from a comic book standpoint but i am pumped just to see marvel's version of wonder woman i suppose yeah um i'm Go ahead. I'm not pumped for Brie Larson. 
I'm I've said that on my podcast, her. and I got ripped by some people, so I'm I stopped. Finding, <laughs> well, read her Twitter. She is an absolute, like, I don't know her personally, but from her Twitter, she seems quite unreasonable and hmm. like a bit of a cow. I The first thing that I don't like about her is she said, no one wants to hear what a white man thinks about A Wrinkle in Time, the movie. And I actually tweeted her back my review, which gave the movie four and a half out of five and said, yeah, thanks for lumping us all in one category. Isn't this what you don't like? I love you. And then I, I love attacked, you. And then I got attacked by her fans. And I'm like, you know what? You're an absolute moron. Mm-hmm. And then she came out and said the other last week, actually, that she um, was so upset because a guy asked for her number. And this is what being a woman is like. Um, her, it's just harassment. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, well, all, if all he did was ask for your number, how is that harassment? And she couldn't actually give a response. And oh, I just find her. I wish we had a little more bit of you and Brittany in our voting populace because we, the decisions in this country would be much better with you and Brittany types here. You like, such nuanced understandings of the subtleties of the situation. And this, it's nope, you hate women or nope, you hate men. That's, that's, that's yeah. this country right now. Yeah. And it's so cutthroat. There's no, like, I don't love Brie Larson like, either. By the way, yeah. There's no middle ground, and yeah. I feel like look at Wonder Woman. Look at Gal Gadot. There's who no is, threat. Yeah. Like the who is the yeah. absolute yeah. embodiment of this character. The Marvel like, stars want to do movies with her. Like, damn. Th- w- there, it seems impossible there would ever be an official crossover. But the fact that there's like. Like Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds all have specifically said they want to do movies with Wonder Woman. Like it could happen just based on the stars. That's why I am giving Brie Larson credit because it seems like people who I do like, like Tessa Thompson and Zoe Saldana are going to bat for her. But I've not been a giant Brie Larson fan in the past. And hearing what you've said... Part of me that makes me angry and annoyed, but part of it is, again, what I was describing about liberals backed into a corner in this country by both liberals and non-liberals. It's just a horrible situation. I'm not justifying that comment by her, and I'm glad yeah. you did no, it. No, that's fine. And, but, no, but by the way, the only reason I took extreme measures with Alana Pierce on Facebook was because... Between my Bizzlecast page and my personal page, I've got like 2,300 followers on Facebook. I've got like mm. one-tenth of that on Twitter. So I'm yeah. happy to get into a Twitter battle with someone because I don't care about how many followers I have. I use, yeah. I use Twitter. But Facebook would really fuck me, right? And so yeah. I was like, sorry, Alana Pierce, block. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> you got to be practical at some point with this stuff, right? Yeah. All right, really quickly, did you see the X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer? I thought it was terrible. Thoughts? I... And you know I love the X-Men. Done with this franchise, I yeah, think. But, 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 but what I we're going to get is Deadpool, Domino, Cable, X-23 in the X-Force, rated R. That's what yeah, we want. The X-Men got to go away. Fine. Yeah, we want this new stuff. Yeah. yeah. X-Men should come back as part of the MCU, yeah, that's not said. as anything else. Um, I'm interested to see where New Mutants is going to go, if it, if they keep it a horror theme and that way. They will. I'm interested for that. 
But people love Maisie not, Williams too. But yeah, I saw this trailer and I went, I feel like I've seen this movie before. But here's the thing: the Apocalypse trailers were equally terrible. But Apo- X Men yeah. Apocalypse is actually an interesting movie on repeat watchings. The trailers did it no justice, even if you didn't like it, and they're already not doing it justice. I can't help but continue to point to the final Wonder Woman trailer as the thing that set everybody with the Imagine Dragons remix. It set everyone over the top with, with Wonder yeah. Woman. You know, we but at the same time you compare it, man, to the Creed trailer, and you know what? The Creed trailer was exactly minute to second to second, minute to minute, what I expected from the Creed trailer. And you know what? That's what I wanted. But with X-Men, I wanted something unexpected, and I didn't get it, and that was disappointing. For Creed, I'm going to see and love the shit out of that movie no matter what. I'm glad (laughs) they didn't try and do anything artistic in the trailer, and it was just him training in Drago's son, and boom! That's Philadelphia, by the way, baby. That's where I live. Oh, speaking of which, final question. I'll let you go. Shazam. Um, It was filmed in my city uh, without my knowledge. Zachary Levi and the whole crew was filming in my city for like a month or or two. I didn't know. With Shazam. Yeah. And people are very excited about it. But there is an article today that it's coming out at a time with a lot of other movies coming out. Um, Any updates on Shazam? Oh, oh, actually, the really fine question is Aquaman. But Shazam and then you'll give Mm -hmm. Aquaman and we'll let you go. Go ahead. Um, look, I don't know that much about Shazam, like as a character. So I, I don't know that well, we much. Like to be the honest. Only- we both responded very positively to the trailer. Yeah. Look, I think it's definitely going to have more of a mass appeal than something like Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like maybe better financially but once again like all these fanboys coming out going oh what's with the learning of the chance like shut up like i'm just i don't know i feel like everyone just needs to shut up until they've actually watched the movie mm-hmm. and my favorite people are the ones that don't actually watch the movie but still shit on it anyway oh i don't tolerate those people but they those are normally just, people who don't actually see movies in general. It's like, if you don't like yeah. books and movies, you have to like one of the two between books and movies or both. I like both yeah. books and movies. But if you don't like <laughs> books, you don't like movies, I don't care how many television shows you watch or what newspapers you read. I don't give two shits about what you have to say. Because honestly, yeah. Alistair, I, you know, I think the greatest movies and the greatest movie scenes inform so much about my life. And yeah. I guess what I was saying earlier, we'll do the, we'll do the final thought here is I joked about is Birds of Prey a movie is it a TV show? The fact that I never know what's going on with Warner Brothers in DC about being a TV show or a movie, I think is a problem. And I think you know Star Wars is doing the right thing by actually slowing down the movies but increasing the television shows because that's how people are consuming these days. And even in the future economy, a Star Wars movie every two to two and a half or three years it actually would still excite the culture as opposed to every year or twice a year not so exciting what i'm saying is i do are you at all nervous about the fact of the money but most importantly the creativity moved to television over the past few years and away from movies i think and it's obvious Mm, i don't think it's an issue like i think i think dc are slowing down the movies definitely which is a positive thing um, so I kind of see from that perspective, it's making sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I feel like, yeah, there's oh, there's so much to consider. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think Fair enough. look at look at Titans. Look at the backlash that that TV show has had, and it's not even out yet. No one's seen the final. I don't product. even know what it is to be honest with you. And <laughs> okay. So you haven't seen the trailer? No, the I, I literally t- anything with Titans. I've no, I don't even know what the referral property is. Okay, not a worry. I yeah. So I'm happy for both, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, look, man, I really appreciate it. I, I just want to. I do want to end on a DC thing, though, which is. Mm-hmm. I, I love that they're calling it Margot Robbie's Birds of Prey. I, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the level of advancement that we have that a foreign, young, let's be honest, numerous times nominated Academy uh, Award nominated actress, but who's also mm. one of the best parts. I mean, people, <laughs> even people who hated Suicide Squad, which are a lot of people, trust me, mm. uh, including yeah, myself, loved Margot Robbie. <laughs> and that's, yeah. it's as much almost as much as wonder woman is propping up what's going on right now with birds of prey so that's great but i gotta say man my prediction from a year and a half ago of Haley steinfeld being Batgirl is so in play especially with fucking ruby rose who's her star co-star from pitch perfect three and they're all friends with taylor swift and so forth being batwoman Haley Steinfeld as Batgirl. It has to happen. Her comedic timing is brilliant. She's so funny. Her physicality is amazing. That's my. In case Brittany's listening out there, we're still we're still pulling we're still pulling for Haley Steinfeld for Batgirl. So I'll give you final thoughts on this. You can know about Batgirl. You can talk about Aquaman, which I didn't get to really talk to you about. But that's okay. But, no, um, not final much thoughts has really on happened. All yeah, not much has happened with Aquaman anyway. I'm. I'm not watching any more trailers. I'm just going to go watch the movie in two months. So mm-hmm. not fast. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, Batgirl, I know Brittany's going to hate me, but once again, like not fast who plays her. I was secretly hoping that um, Blake Lively was going to be cast as Black Canary just because I love her and I want to see her in a movie again. After well, a guess who's friends? Haley Seinfeld and Blake Lively in real life. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll see with the Batgirl casting. I, as I said before, I'm excited to see Britney's. I'm more excited about seeing Britney's reaction than I am about hearing who it is. I mean, I know the four or five that she would be happy about. I'm worried if any, if it's not any of those four or five, to be honest. Well, with you. yeah, I think if they go with unknowns, it's probably smart. That's what they're going with because. Brittany claims like, she wants unknowns, but then I press her about Haley Steinfeld, and she's like, yeah, I would be cool with Haley Steinfeld, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's good to go with unknowns because mm-hmm. I think Margot Robbie is selling this movie anyway. Yep. You don't need another big name to draw people in. Yeah, sure. And the the like, But that was the Pitch Perfect people. 2 thing as well, is like, we don't need Haley Steinfeld to make Pitch Perfect 2 the highest grossing musical of all time, but it, it wouldn't hurt to have her in in the mix there. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I hate those movies, but you get to look at the the financials. No, no, of them. no. 
Number one, number two, amazing. Oh, okay. Number you say three, three. Oh, yeah, three's trash. Trash, trash. Yeah. Three is great music. The movie's trash. Absolutely. Yeah. I just love Britney True. Snow. I could watch Britney Snow do anything all day, honestly. I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about, I mean, literally, I can watch Pitch Perfect 3 just for Britney Snow and Matt Lanter's little romantic thing. Like, that is enough for me. Oh, I, I am good. Oh, God. With Matt Lanter two. was my 90210. <laughs> Oh, He's Anakin Skywalker on the Clone Wars, baby, which is coming back with Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Star Wars. Amazing. All right, yeah. buddy. Well, thank you so much right. for being on. Oh, I do want to ask you really quickly, though, about Haley Steinfeld. Okay. I knew this would be the outro. I can't believe we got here. This never happens, but this was good, always going to be the last question, which was, I continue to think the trailers and posters from Bumblebee are the most interesting I've seen all year, and maybe it's just because I'm biased about Heli Steinfeld, and I think rebooting Transformers with an artsy director uh, like Travis Knight is a great idea, but for me, I don't know. I look at all the new trailers, the Creed trailer, the X-Men trailer, everything that's been coming out. To me, the Bumblebee trailer is the one that I love the most. Do you, do you have any expectations for this movie, or are you just laser honed in on... Um, Aquaman in December at this point. <laughs> Laser honed in on Aquaman. <laughs> but I will say Bumblebee is working because it's nostalgia. It's the Transformers 80s that mm-hmm. everyone's been clamoring for. Yeah. And now they're going to get it. This movie could be a dumpster fire when it comes to it's story and be. script. It's not going to All be. people want to see. Because guess, guess who wrote it? Guess who wrote it? You know who wrote it? You know who wrote it? Yeah, I'm like all I'm saying is it could be a dumpster fire and no one would care because all they care about yeah. is do they look the same as uh-huh. they did in the cartoons when I was a kid? Yes or no? Because it's ticking they the do. yes box. Have you seen the new trailer? Everyone, they look exactly like them. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And that's why everyone's like, yeah. yes. Okay. And I think, but you also have an, an actress so who's been nominated ridiculous. for an Academy Award and one nomin- nominated for multiple Golden Globes awards. And Christina Hodgson is writing it, who's also writing Birds of Prey, who's also writing Batgirl. So you guys better hope that this movie is at least well-written for, for the future. And I'm hoping too, man. Trust me. I am hoping. I want Batgirl, to, Birds of Prey to be amazing. I am definitely hoping. Yeah. But, you know, the Haley Steinfeld connection, I just, I've always had a sense of this. So if this blows up in my face, this, this will have to be a major mea culpa on the Bizzlecast. I'll have to like do... <laughs> I have to like give a bunch of money to is charity this, and just yeah. Is this like when you said earlier in the year that A Wrinkle in Time was going to be the biggest hit for Disney of the year and it was going to be movie of the year and then it was the biggest flop? I'm still of not the sure year. why it wasn't. To be honest with you, it's the most interesting property. It had amazing actresses and it, yeah, Academy Award nominated uh, director. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> look i love anyway. beauty and the beast but I, you know i wouldn't Ugh. put that as mo- 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 near i know you yeah. hate it i love it i love that you hate it dumpster fire <laughs> i love emma watson all, all right, right buddy well thank you so much for being on this was great <laughs> thanks um, for having me oh anytime man seriously i'll put everything in the copy but drop some uh websites and social media for, for the people and let you go Cool. So you can still catch us on NovaStream. So if you do want to um, still love us, you can just type in NovaStream in your Facebook or Instagram. We're still there. Um, but if you want to follow me personally, it's Lethal, L-E-I-T-H-A-L. So I'm currently on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So all of my reviews are going to be videos um, and I'm doing some movies, games, and trailer reactions as well. 
There you have it, guys. I can't recommend a, a more credible source of, of any of these topics than Alistair and the people at NovaStream oh, and, and your new project. So congratulations, and that's awesome, and thank, thank you, you so much for being on. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, the, end, the end of this year is going to be interesting. You know, the one I'm looking at most, man, is, of course, Felicity Jones as Ruth Bader Ginsburg in um, <laughs> fucking... Uh, on the basis of sex, which I'm extremely nervous about because she, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is worshipped, the liberal Jewish Brooklyn Supreme Court justice, first woman on the Supreme Court, you know, among my people. Uh, and Felicity Jones is an English country girl trying to talk like a Brooklyn Jew, and uh, I'm a little nervous about it. Uh, we also have um, the Mary Queen of Scots with... Um, uh, uh, uh Ronan. So December will be super interesting. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Alistair, for being here. It has been a pleasure. You guys have been awesome as always. We'll be back you uh, back with at you with more content soon. We have been the Bizzlecast. You have been awesome, but for now, the Bizzlecast is out.